This is Women's Leadership Success Radio, episode number 16, with Chip Conley, author of Peak, How Great Companies Get Their Mojo from Maslow. In this episode, learn how you can become a star woman leader in challenging times. Be sure and listen for a special offer at the end of this show. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life. No matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur, join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. Today we're talking about how to become a star performer with Chip Conley, who is the founder, president, and CEO of Joie de Vivre Hospitality, California's largest independent hotel company, and America's second largest boutique hotelier. Chip has written a series of business books, in his most recent best-selling new book, Peak, How Great Companies Get Their Mojo from Maslow, Chip shares his unique prescription for success based on, his legendar- based on legendary psychologist Abraham Maslow's iconic hierarchy of needs. Welcome, Chip. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Chip, tell us a little bit about how you got interested in the hotel business. Well, I was uh, a couple years out of business school, um, and I was working in commercial real estate development, and I was not enjoying it. I think that everybody in life can have one of three relationships with their work. It either can be a job, a career, or a calling, and I think what I was doing was purely a job. <laughs> it wasn't even up to the level of being a career. Uh-huh. Um, but I, and what I wanted to do was something that was more, that had more service, sort of giving back to people as part of its core principle and the hospitality business is definitely about service it's about you know taking care of people who are vulnerable when they're you know on the road far away from home and um, and it's a creative business too if you if you um, if you're in the boutique hotel segment which is what we are it's a very creative business so I liked that and I decided to sort of go into that business at age 26 I bought a hotel in uh, the the inner city the tenderloin of, of San Francisco and um, I didn't buy it because I was wealthy. I was not from a wealthy family, but I went out and raised money for it and created my first hotel, and that's how I got started. And I called it Joie de, the company Joie de Vivre because uh, that French phrase for joy of life described what I was looking for and what I wanted to give to our employees and our, and our customers. Wow, good story. How many employees do you have? We have about 3,300 employees now. 3,300. Yeah. Wow, um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. How many skills uh, – excuse me, what skills – have you developed to be so successful in your career? Um, I, you know, I'd say uh, I think there are four key um, skills or, or aptitudes that are important for entrepreneurs or business leaders in the 21st century. One would be vision, being able to visualize things that are not altogether obvious to everybody else. Mm-hmm. and. Um, and that vision can be in a new, like t- looking at a hotel and saying, what can we do with this hotel that would really you know, put it on the map that people would love? Um, but it also could be vision in people. You know, how do you actually get the most out of people and have vision? There's a, Herb Kelleher was the uh, CEO and founder of Southwest Airlines. And one of my favorite stories is the fact that Herb's secretary many years ago, 35 years ago, was Colleen Barrett. 
Um, and he really saw, he had a vision for what her capacity was and what her potential was. And today, um, Colleen is the co-president of Southwest Airlines. Wow. And she started as a secretary. So vision is an important one. Passion, uh, I say vision comes from the eyes. Passion comes from the heart. And there's no doubt that we love being in a workplace and working for people who are very passionate about what they do or, or have a calling in what they do. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, then gut, the gut instinct, um, instinct and, and the sense of how to actually make decisions without having full information. When you're in business school, they teach you all these ways to analyze things. As if, as a business executive, you have time <laughs> to analyze things uh, more than for a split second. And so a lot of the times you actually have to make split-second decisions, and that comes from your gut and your instinct. And then finally, the fourth piece would be agility. Um, sort of like the feet, the feet, how agile are you? Um, and I think when people are agile and are able to be flexible and see see things that are changing and being able to adapt accordingly, um, as opposed to saying, well, this is what we've done for 30 years and that's how we're always going to do it, um, I think those people are able to take advantage of um, you know trends and new things that come to the marketplace that allow them to, uh, to take advantage of, you know, just, the fact that we live in a very changing world these days. Mm-hmm. Really, really good ideas. Um, the mentioning was it Colleen that worked for Southwest Airlines. Yeah, uh, Colleen Barrett. Uh-huh. Um, the the capacity and capability of a person. Um, it it ties in with the next question question, which is what are you, what qualities do you look for in a star performer, either that you're hiring or as a staff member, and how do you how do you keep how did how did you develop the ability to notice capacity and capability? You know, I, I think it, again, look, it's looking for people who. Well, let's use an example of on the front desk of a hotel. Okay. Um, we call our front desk clerks hosts, the people who are on the front desk who check you in, check you out, and help answer questions. We call them hosts because that's what they do. The reality is, is when somebody is living their calling and doing what really they should be doing in the world. Um, at the end of eight hours of doing their work, they're energized as opposed to depleted by, by the experience. So uh, if you're looking for a really great front desk host who's going to be there for eight hours a day helping provide service, one of the first questions that you should ask is not, you know, what, you know what, have you been a front desk host or clerk somewhere else? But I think the question I would ask is, tell me about an experience you had in the last couple of weeks where you did something for someone that made you feel really good. Because the, basically what we're looking for is people who, by nature, love providing service to others. And so it's not about their technical skills as much as it is, does this come naturally for them? And, and by doing service for others, is it something that actually you know, uh, energizes them as opposed to depleting them? So that's sort of what we really look for. And um, so depending upon the position, if someone's in, a, in accounting, you know, I would love to know someone who loves to solve puzzles um, and loves to sort of understand details. Mm-hmm. So it's really a, a lot of it has to do with just making sure that we, we create a good fit. I mean, what, what I say in our company is that when someone's not working out, it's not that they're a bad person, but they're just a misfit. And I say misfit not in like being a bad person, but they're not the right fit for what the position needs. Right. It, it also sounds like you... Uh, help them see how their passion is happening in this job. Mm-hmm. So you you point that out. And, we definitely do. Uh-huh. Yeah, reinforce that. So most of the people that are listening to this radio program are women. 
and that's our uh, audience is women and women getting promoted. And how would you suggest that a woman prepare for a promotion? What what can she do to start um, becoming a star performer? Well, I I think that um, you know, I, and I talk a little bit about this in my book, Peak: How Great Companies Get Their Mojo from Maslow. I think it has to do with being in the right habitat, you know, in terms of for you in your workplace. Are you in a workplace that actually does not have a glass ceiling? You know, are you in a workplace that can actually value you for what you do rather than for, you know, what gender you are or what color your skin you are, uh, what age you are? I think a lot of it has to do with the, the fact that you're being respected as a human being for who you are and what your greatest talents are. So that's the first question I would ask is are you in that kind of environment? If you're not you know, it's going to be harder. There's no doubt. It doesn't mean you can't actually, you know, succeed in that environment, but it will take more work. So I think having a, a supervisor or boss who really understands your attributes and your greatest strengths and actually knows that they're going to, that the, the best way to, to have you succeed is to amplify those strengths. So it's really important to have a boss who really sees you for who you are. Well, that's that's such good advice. And um, I'm, I have, there's several, there's a lot of women that listen to this program that are um, homosexual, lesbian, mm-hmm. and it seems like that's true for that too, don't you think? That you oh, absolutely. I'm gay, so I'm a gay man, and I can say very clearly that being in a workplace where um, I am appreciated for who I am, regardless of you know who I'm in a relationship with, is essential. I, the hospitality business, by especially we're a San Francisco-based company, um, you know, we're, we really do have um, a, a, a sincere appreciation for the diversity of our people in the workplace. Uh, and But there's other industries and other places in, in, in the world where that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, again, finding the right habitat where you can live up to your potential is a really essential piece of, of um, being able to feel like you can self-actualize which means, you know, the, the U.S. Army for 12 years had an ad campaign about being all you could be. <laughs> and that was really, I mean, strangely enough, the U.S. Army had, had, was channeling Abraham Maslow uh, <laughs> because they had studied him. And so that's where that ad campaign came from was Abe, Abe, Abe Maslow. But it's, it's true. When you're being all you can be, you really are in a place that, um, that you, you know, you feel better about life. Mm-hmm. That's true. And do you have any suggestions for how we can um, how we can amp that up in ourselves and in other people? In other words, you know, how do we motivate ourselves and other people? Well, I think we really need to sort of look at the one of the key essentials is um, what is it that get, makes you passionate? What is it? What, what is it that comes naturally to you? And that you just what is it that you dream about? You know, when you're not being paid to think about it. Um, and you know, trying to find a workplace or a kind of work that actually will really um, amp- will allow you to sort of focus on that is, is essential. So sometimes when people say, "I'm not sure what it is that I'm supposed to be doing," I, I ask them, well, "What was it as a child that kind of naturally for you? What did you, you know, when did you feel like this sense of bliss as a kid? Was it making mud pies?"